You're about to listen to the ICGC Worldwide Podcast. Our mission is to raise global leaders, shape vision, and influence society with the principles of Christ. For more information or empowering content, follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at ICGC Worldwide. And now, for today's message. Something happened when we came for a pastor's meeting this week. I met a young man I didn't know anywhere. And he told me when he was less than 10, he was in Christ's temple. He's become a pastor. And he said, one message that has kept me for all these years in growing up was a message you preached. I said, what was that? He said, you preach on small faith, big miracles. Small faith, big miracles. I had to go back and ask him, what was the content of that sermon? Because I had forgotten. But the thing is that there's no word you preach that does not contain life. God has something in every word that is preached, every prophecy that is given, the power to transform the life and to shape in people's walk of destiny. So, all of a sudden, I said, long ago. But the word is still working in somebody. Because the word was not mine, it was God's word. And today, I want you to have respect for the word of God. The word of God can take you anywhere in life. As a matter of fact, it is supposed to transform your life and take you to where God wants you to be. It's supposed to bring into your life the blessings God wants you to have. It's a carrier. The word of God is a carrier. And if you appreciate it and you know how to respond to it, it's going to make you like Jesus Christ. Do you know the Bible says, as he is, so are we? But you look at yourself and you wonder, how can it be that I'm like Jesus? I'll teach you how to realize that. But today I want to preach again from a different angle on small faith, big miracles. Yesterday is gone. Today is a new day. God has new blessings and new messages for us. The things you have struggled with and you couldn't move out of your path, the weights you have carried, I want you to know today they can live your life. Not only will those oppressive things live your life, but something good is coming into your life today. I said God is bringing particular gifts of blessings into your life today. And if you are ready, they'll be yours. Lift up your hand and say, I have faith. I have faith in God. And I have faith in the word of God. Amen. Now, many have heard about faith and never really understood what it was. What it was. But faith is one of the most powerful things God ever gave to man. He himself is a faith God or a God of faith. He gave us something that he uses himself. And he wants us to use that same thing because the Bible says we must be imitators of God as children who love their father imitate him. Be imitators of God. You were created to look like God and to 
function like God. In his image and likeness means to look like him and to be able to conduct your life like God does. Have you seen a dog give birth to, to a, 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 another dog, a puppy? And then the big dog is barking, whoa, whoa, whoa. What do you expect from the little one? Yep, yep, yep. And then all of a sudden, this little dog says, whoa, whoa, whoa. And the little one says, meow, meow. You wonder whether it's a dog or a cat or a kitten. It doesn't happen. So if we have received the life of God, he wants us to function like him. That's why he says you can grow in stature until you function like Jesus Christ. As he is, so are we in this world. We need to grow and take our place in the kingdom with the fullness of stature that Jesus has shown us in the Bible. And if it were not possible, God wouldn't tell us to do that. Say, I'm an imitator of God. I am made like Jesus Christ. Born again. With the life of God. Anointed by the Holy Spirit. Amen. Now in Ephesians, I'm going to go through very quickly now. In Ephesians chapter 1 verse 3. The Bible says that God has already blessed us with all and every spiritual blessing in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Already blessed you. Say, I'm already blessed. Second Peter 1 verse 3 says, For God's divine power has given and bestowed upon us absolutely everything necessary for a dynamic spiritual life. And godliness, this means according to the measure of God's standard, he has blessed you. Through the true and personal knowledge of Christ, who called us to his own glory and virtue. In other words, everything you will ever need in life, God has provided. He's not going to give to you, he's already provided. You wonder, but look at my life, how could it be that God has provided for me? How could it be that he's blessed me with everything? Look at my state. That's what we are talking about today. How to make up the difference of what you have been given and what you are enjoying. Do you know that you can be given something and never have a knowledge of how to make use of it? You can have the best hunting rifle, hold it, and still be eaten up by a rogue lion. But you have the gun. That gun could have killed 10 lions. I'm not talking about killing wildlife. I'm talking about if it's coming for your life, you have to be able to defend yourself. You can hold the hunting rifle, which can bring down a rhinoceros, bring down an elephant, and the lion will eat you up. Why? Because though you hold it, you have no knowledge or understanding. You have not developed the skill of how to point that gun, how to pull that trigger, how to make sure there are bullets in it. That is what is happening spiritually to many of us. God has given us everything. But we have not developed the knowledge and the skill to use the things God has given to us. Even Bob Marley said, in the abundance of water, the fool is thirsty. What he meant was the ignorant man will be thirsty in the abundance of water. The hungry will go hungry even though God has made provision for everything. So we are going to learn today how to make sure that the things God has given to us are received into our lives. 
Because if the blessing is given and you don't partake of the blessings, the glory of God is not reflected anywhere. It must show through your life to reveal that God has indeed brought you his goodness and his blessing. I want you to listen very carefully. The things I may say may not land very well, but when you get the message and you sit down to listen to it, you'll build a good foundation. The Bible says we have become sharers of God's divine nature. 1 John 4, 17. As Jesus is, so are we in this world. To represent Christ in life and service in his kingdom, he has given us all things that we will ever need. God planned for you before you came to this life. He planned for you. He knew you'd be born physically and then a time will come, you'd be born again. He knew all that. You are not a stranger to God. And because of that, even human beings prepare for their children. When a couple see that with their nocturnal activities, the wife, uh, the tummy of, of a wife begins to grow bigger than expected and she's eating normal food. They know that a baby is on the way. So what do they do? Now you can go and have a scan. And when they know it's a male, they start buying things for males. When they know it's a female, they start getting, especially the blue and pink colors. Do you think God who causes this, makes it available to man, doesn't know this? Before the foundations of the world, Bible says he had called us to himself. So he planned also for you. He knew who your parents were going to be. He knew where you would go to school. He knew what you would, you would need. But then when you become a Christian and you receive Jesus Christ, he can properly direct you in the perfection of his ways. So as you sit here today, there is nothing you are ever going to need in this life that God didn't think about and has not already provided. He's already blessed you. I say he's already blessed you. Say, I'm already blessed. I've been giving everything I need. That is why the Bible says, when you see somebody who is enjoying the benefits of his blessing, you don't need to covet what he has. Because God has made your own provision. Amen. Find out how you can partake of yours. God never left you out. He said, if you look at me where I was born, the village I was born in, the parents, my parents were not educated. Maybe you didn't even have the kind of education you would have wished. He doesn't stop you. Once you come into the kingdom of God, there's provision for you. I said there's provision for you. There's health for you. There is money for you. There is wisdom for you. There is knowledge for you. There's a wife for you. If you need any of the things I mentioned, you say, amen. 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 You are getting it. You see, because the amen you are saying, you are saying to God, let it be. We don't just say it as a chorus. Let it be. When you say amen, it means, Lord, let it be. And when you make such a declaration, the covenant hand of God is stretched out to release to you. Amen. 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 Colossians 2 verse 9 to 10 says, For in Christ Jesus dwells all the fullness of the Godhead 
bodily. Now, I used to struggle with this. All it means is that Jesus said the Father is in me. He said the Holy Ghost dwells in me. In totality, the Trinity dwells in Christ Jesus. And Bible said this Trinity in Christ now dwells in you. So that you can experience the glory of the divine life. Christ in me, the hope of glory. The Holy Spirit, the Father's life, the life of Christ, all put into one. It's called the Christ life. Is what you have. Now, if you really have the Christ life, like Jesus demonstrated, should you be a loser in life? Should you, the one who created the universe and owns all things says, now I'm coming to stay in you so that together with me, we can take over the world. Can you imagine it? I like to imagine. The world was given to Abraham and his descendants. So when you say the world belongs to me, it means the world is supposed to favor you in this life. Creation is supposed to respond to you and make you live the fullness of life God wants you to live. Say, I'm not a stranger to the blessings. I am blessed indeed. I am blessed indeed. Amen. Now the Bible says also that in Christ Jesus, you are complete. Now, complete means there's nothing lacking, nothing absent. Complete. You are complete in Christ. It's not when you, you trace your background. I'm from a body everywhere about me. It means a plantain tree will fall on my head. Or some little village. And I came to the city when I was 16 years. I never wore shoes. That's not your history. We are talking about your new image in Christ. When you get born again, you are a kingdom kid. You are a king. You are a priest unto God. And Bible says you've inherited all that the Father has. You are an heir of God. You know who an heir is? Somebody who has inherited. Not going to inherit. Who has inherited. And a joint heir with Christ Jesus. There's a difference between a co-heir and a joint heir. Some of the legal minds are here, so I must be very careful. A joint heir means together the things belong to us. We can all partake of it. A co-heir means that you own, maybe you own, own half and I own half. But this one, is said we are joint heir. Whatever Christ inherited from the Father, we have also inherited. I remember the days I used to wear some some shoes, dynamic shoes. My, I was born again, but my shoes were not born again. <laughs> I mean, when you saw my shoes, you know this, these shoes are not born again. They are from the old covenant. Shoes that have been traumatized by wear and tear. And by, by necessity, I became my own cobbler. That's the first time I started visiting Kantamanto. I bought my own leather. I bought my own uh, sole. I bought my own nails. So when I'm walking and you look downwards, it's a fabricated masterpiece. <laughs> but that was then. As you grow in the knowledge of God and how to partake of the blessings... 
begin to even notice that the more you give out, the more that comes to you. It's a principle. For those of you who don't bring your tithes to God, who don't bring your offerings to God because you are saving, you have no understanding of the kingdom principles. Because you are not thinking kingdom way. And that is why you are not getting what God wants you to have. There are principles in the kingdom we live by in order to grow and to increase and to flourish, to bring glory to God. You think God wants you to be poor and needy? He wants your body to be uh, 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 full of infirmity? No, that's the work of the devil. These things never existed until Adam fell and Satan took over. He wants you well and blessed. He wants you healthy. He wants you to have a peace of mind. He wants you to have a good marriage. Everything that is good and godly, God wants you to have. But you are going to need something to make it happen. Because if you look at creation, the way things were created, the Bible says that the things we see today did not come out of things that existed. How many of you ever played with clay when you were in school? Clay. Uh, you didn't go to school. <laughs> I know you went to school. But we bring clay to school and we mold all kinds of things. Some will mold fruits. Some will mold animals. You take a physical substance and you shape it into the thing you want. How did God do it? When God was creating the world, the raw material was not physical clay. It was his word. God spoke, and Bible said, it was so. If you read the whole of Genesis, he said, and God said, let the earth bring forth. Let this, let this. And they said, let us make man in our own image. And it was so. Then you go to chapter 2 of Genesis, and he said, there was no man to till the land. And nothing had grown on the earth. So all that God did in chapter 1, where were they? When God speaks... He brings out things in their spiritual form. Amen. He brings things out in their spiritual form, but their physical form is in the word. Okay, let's say, what is this? What is this? A bag. But the bag is a container. There's something else in the bag. It's a container. Hallelujah. And this in itself is a container. I'm going to show you something, and I hope you get it. I have some blessings for you. Oh, this is not a good blessing. I give you the milk of the word. Now, what are these? Hmm? I want somebody to choose one. Who wants this one? You want it? Okay, who wants two? Okay, there's another one here. Now, this is... Uh, how many people want this one? 
I just want two people to come who want this one. Two people who want that. I want you to come. You have a phone number? Okay. No, 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 no. No, I'm not giving it to you now. I'm using it. I'm using it. Put it down, please. Okay. Now, who wants that small one? Is it because you are humble? Or you have a small appetite? Okay. Okay. Don't move anywhere. Take, which one did you choose? This one. And you? Okay. So you two stand aside. Those who you chose this one. Okay. So stand aside. This one belongs to you. No, no. You join her. You said you wanted this one. Okay. This is what is there. So take it. She says it's empty. But I thought they looked the same. One is a milk tin. This one is a tin of milk. Now, you see, outward, it says pig milk. So you see the outward, it tells you what is in there. And I'm trying to say that God's word is a container so if you see pig milk, it means there must be something in it. This is the word of a man. Sometimes it contains nothing. But every word of God contains what it talks about. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Okay. Thank you. Now, those of you who want this, can you drink this here in this hall for me? Please. Please, lady. Come. You. And please, can you drink this in this hall for me? Yes. Can you drink it for me right now here on the stage? Yes, whatever you... It's not open. So you can't drink the milk. Even though you have it. You can't enjoy it. What do you need? Okay, where is it? It's not here. So you hold it, but you can't drink it. If I give you this, can you open it? If you don't have it, what will you do? This is your faith. God has blessed you, but if you don't have faith, you will not have access. That is why faith is so meaningful. It's the precious tool that God has given to us. The Bible, thank you very much. You see, the Bible says in the book of James chapter 1, if anyone lacks wisdom or lacks anything that he needs, let him ask of God who gives abundantly and without restraint. He will not rebuke you and he will not say that you, last month you never came to church. You never paid your first fruit. You never did that. He doesn't do that when you go to him. Because Christ is your righteousness. It doesn't mean what you are doing is right. But you go to him on legal terms. But let that person ask in faith. 
without doubting that he's come to a God who wants to bless him, a God who provides for him. For if that person doubts, instead of faith, you bring unbelief. You are like a wave of the sea that is tossed to and fro. And then he says, let not that one think that he will receive anything from the Lord. With all the love that God has for you, you must walk in faith. Because it says without faith, you cannot please God. The love God has for us is different from pleasing him. You can have a son you love so much, he doesn't please you. Now, every Christian must learn to function by faith. And you must receive God's divine instructions, obey them, confess them, act on them, and then the blessing is released into your life. And the thing is that everyone has faith. So God has given to every man the measure of faith. If you never exercise faith, you would never be, be a Christian. Because how many of you saw Jesus nailed on the cross? Even the prophet didn't see him except in a vision. We are not there. But Bible says he was nailed to the cross. He suffered for us. And you couldn't have seen sin put on Christ. You couldn't have seen sicknesses put on him. You had to believe the word of God. And you learned that he was the son of God who came to die and resurrect to give you eternal life. And when he said, Lord, I believe in you as my Lord and Savior, instantly something happened. God brought his life into your heart. That was an expression of faith. Thank you for listening to ICGC Worldwide Podcast. For more information or content about our church, you can follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at ICGC Worldwide.